When you're home with young children, it can sometimes feel so overwhelming and stressful. There's messes, there's noise, uh, there's nagging, whining, tantrums, all sorts of big emotions. There's maybe less sleep at night or just so much more caregiving than you would have if you were on your own. You're changing diapers, you're wiping up snotty noses. And there's so much to take care of all of the time that you can end up feeling really overwhelmed and uncomfortable in your own home and just like this urgent need to escape. You're listening to The Parenting Junkie Show, the place to go to love parenting and to parent from love. I'm your host, Avital. Hi, I'm Avital. I get it. I too am a mom and I work from home and I know how much it takes, how very much effort it takes to run a home well and to run your life well, take care of yourself and your little one or little ones. So today I want to give you 10 ways to create a great atmosphere at home because it's my belief that if you are going to enjoy family life, create a family life that you love, that you feel great in, that is meaningful to you, then you should make it as pleasurable as possible. Not only will this make you the best version of yourself for your little ones, you'll have more patience, you'll have more energy and mojo, you'll have more positivity, uh, but it will just make your life more enjoyable for you as well. Uh, You'll be less edgy, you'll be less likely to want to escape, you'll be less likely to spiral into emotional downturns if you can take every possible step to make your day-to-day life, your time, your space, something that really reflects pleasure, joy, beauty, fun, love, all of that good stuff for you. Let's get into the tips. Number one is plants, greenery. There is ample research to show that any kind of exposure to nature, right, be it actually going into the forest, hiking on a mountain, going to the desert, or just having a plant, adding a plant to a room, makes us feel happier, makes us feel calmer, improves the oxygen uh, flow in the room and that kind of thing. And in fact, there's been research done in hospitals when patients had exposure to a window where they saw a tree or a plant uh, and when patients saw just kind of a brick wall or or industrial uh, visuals through the window and there was a massive difference in their recovery time, post-op recovery time. Isn't that amazing? So, I think that this is a really affordable and easy way to add uh, a lot of um, just a sense of life and uh, calm and nature into the house is adding plant. And you can get some plants that are very simple to take care of, that are really hard to kill. I don't have green thumbs. I wish I had got that from my grandma. She's so amazing with plants, but I really don't. I kill them pretty quickly. And so over the years, I've learned to find the plants that I know how to take care of and that work well in my type of home and with the type of lighting and water, etc., that we have, but also that just a really low maintenance. It's not like you need another living creature to take care of when you're a parent of young children. However, see having plants in the home as a symbol to yourself that this is a lush, vibrant, alive space and that you have space in your heart to take care of more. Do it as something that's kind of symbolic for you. 
Adding plants is timelessly chic. It looks great in any space, in any of your rooms, your bathroom, bedroom, dining room, etc. And you can go really deep on this. I'm no expert on plants. Uh, so you can go really deep on which kind of plants are best for the airflow and best for your, um, your space and the type of uh, resources that you have. But just know that adding plants is going to really make you feel more pampered, more soothed, uh, give you that beautiful visual. And it's also a really nice pop of color um, that isn't uh, going to detract from any neutral tones that you have. It doesn't take away from the elegance of a space or the calmness of a space, even though it might be bright greens or even bright reds or whatever you have in your plants. It's still because it's from nature, it can be um, that pop of color uh, that doesn't look gaulish or extreme. Number two is to play music. Play the type of music that you love. And really, we all know this, but music changes the atmosphere in the home very quickly. Um, and music just communicates with a part of us that is more subconscious. So if you play music that you loved when you were a teenager, or music that is meaningful for you, or meditation music, music that is soothing, it's going to change how you actually behave, how you feel. It can uplift you, it can get you excited, it can get you energetic, it can get you feeling more sensual, it can get you feeling calmer, it can remind you of your zen inner guru or of your uh, of your crazy dance um, party animal. It doesn't matter which music it is, suit the music to the vibe that you want to create, but realize that this is a really powerful non-verbal tool to change up the atmosphere and to enjoy your time at home. With little kids, music can really calm them down or get them going. If it's time to tidy up, you could put on music that's more beaty. Um, the idea is just to use all these nonverbal cues to signal to ourselves, to prime our brains in a subconscious way of what the atmosphere is, of what type of behavior we're trying to elicit here. So if you're feeling really stressed, calming music is going to help you out. If you're feeling really sluggish in the morning and you can't get going with doing the laundry and cleaning and getting everyone out of the house, then some upbeat music uh, is going to help you set the pace. The next one, and we're going through our senses here, uh, is aroma and fragrance. So obviously another subconscious way that we communicate with the world is through scents. Uh, and the scent that we have in the house can really lead it to be a pleasurable place or a place that we feel, you know, maybe even repulsed by, right? Like if you're just wiping poopy diapers all day um, and, and cleaning and doing, you know, the dishes and that kind of thing, then it can feel um, sensually and through your through the fragrances and aromas that you're smelling, it can feel abrasive or unpleasant or kind of repulsive, like you need to escape. So um, instead, if you really focus on creating an aroma in the house that is continuously enjoyable for you, pleasurable for you, that puts you in a, a good mood, right? And this can be by lighting incense sticks, it can be by diffusing um, essential oils, it could be by wearing your own perfume or oils that feel good to you and that are uh, healthy for you. It could be by baking and having delicious smells coming through the cooking that you're doing as well. Um, but just make sure to think about the smells in the home, especially because if you're spending the whole day with your children or just a chunk of time with your children, um, you need to get your pleasures where you can. You need to make it enjoyable for you in the ways that you can. You need to uplift and elevate the vibe so you're not just feeling 
uh, Saki, you know, if you were treating other guests who were coming over or a friend, you would want the house to smell good for them. Maybe you would air it out. You'd open the window. Do the same for you and your children. It can have a massive effect on your mood and on the vibe in the home. The next one is having clear surfaces. And this one is a little bit more involved. It really does involve some tidying up or decluttering. But one of the things that visually signals order and signals peacefulness and helps us to feel relaxed is when we have uh, smooth surfaces, clean surfaces. So making sure that after every meal, you clear off the table. Making sure that after you cook, you clean down the kitchen countertops. Making sure that the tops of the dressers in your home, the tops of your bathroom cabinetry uh, and any sink surfaces are clear and remain clear and only have on them those items that stay there, like the soap dispenser or like a candle. Um, try and keep your surfaces as clear as possible and only having those things that are actually pleasing to you. Um, and this will show you that there is a sense of order in the home. If you go into a home and there is a dining room table stacked with books and stuff, um, that immediately sends us into stress. It feels cluttered, it feels overwhelming, it feels like oh, the space isn't being well cared for. And even if that same amount of junk is shoved into a box or a basket or a drawer where it's out of sight, and I know you can't necessarily get to all that mess right now, but put it out of sight, put it somewhere that is covered um, so that you can see the clear surfaces and feel a little better. Now, of course, ideally, you're actually gonna go through the stuff and not have cluttered drawers, but at least have the clear surfaces for yourself at this point. Committing to keeping your surfaces clean is also going to keep you continuously tidying up and taking care of your space so that you feel good in it. It's a signal to yourself, right? Again, symbolic, that it's worth it, that you care. Kind of like if guests were coming over, you would likely clean up a little bit. You would likely make sure that there isn't laundry all over the couch or that there aren't books all over the floor or that the shoes are actually in a neat row. Um, just keeping things a little bit more orderly for yourself is going to make your time with your children more pleasurable. And I know that means a lot of upkeep, like constantly clearing surfaces. But first of all, get your children used to doing that as well. My children are told repeatedly to clear their own plates, right? Or to put their own coats back in the cupboard or to take their books back and put them on their shelf when they're done. And even if I have to call them back and say, hey, you forgot this, I'll do that every single day because it's worthwhile investment for me long-term that this is something that our home always needs to be taken care of and our surfaces need to be kept clean. So if one of my kids keeps putting toys on the kitchen counter, I will tell them, this is not the place for it. Go and put it in the correct place. Even if they're clearing their plates, put them in the sink so that the surface stays clear, right? Just really trying to teach them and teach ourselves to maintain the space in a way that feels great. The next one is to use affirming words, words of affirmation, words that reflect your values, um, any kind of words that just make you feel good, right? We are psychological creatures and we have subconscious primers that influence our behavior. So if you put up a word in a room that makes you feel stressed, like if you put up a word that says, let's say hustle, right? Or something like that, um, then actually it's constantly reminding you of that vibe, of that energy, of whatever that word says. And if you put up a word that reflects your values, for example, um, that reflects what you're aspiring to, that reflects something that 
brings you good energy, then that is what's being primed in your brain constantly and it actually reminds you of that goal. And so you want to use your psychology uh, to benefit you. And having words up um, that actually help guide you towards the things that you are trying to embody, right? For example, in my Present Play membership, our core values are presence, peace, and play. And so I have those words up in a art form. You could do this printed on a canvas or by letters. Um, and words can also goalpost what that area is for, right? Like if it's for play or if it's for family or if it's for food, um, that can be uh, a, a, just a fun way of using typography to goalpost and signal and remind you of your goals. So for example, I really have a goal of reading to my children every day. And so I love that I have my read sign up in that area because it reminds me that reading is something that I want to continuously do. So use words to prime you psychologically in creating a space that reflects your goals and values. The next one is to have family photos on display or any art that you find aspirational and beautiful, of course, but there is something so powerful about seeing family photos of you guys at your best, right? Or at your funniest or at your greatest moments. You could have a digital photo frame that rotates photos. You could display your family albums in a way that shows showcases them. You could actually frame and hang up a gallery of family photos. But there's something about family photos that helps us to really consider the the blissful moments, the beautiful moments, the high vibe moments, those special memories, special people, perhaps people that we can't always see and bring them to the forefront of our awareness and actually create kind of like a branding for your family, kind of uh, like a lookbook or something that reminds you of who you guys are and why you're together and what you're doing and what the highlight reel is of your life. And it could be you know, professional photos or just any day, you know, off the phone photos. But the idea is just to relive and really kind of storytell, right? Really create memories by telling the story of your family, telling the story of the special events, special occasions, special trips, or mundane day-to-day -day jokes that you've told um, through visuals that remind you of all of your highest dreams, goals, and aspirations. When times are a little tough, when someone's having a big tantrum, when money suddenly gets tight, when you've had an argument with your partner and you see these photos, they should be the kind of thing that like remind you of your intention for your family, remind you of what you're trying to build here together, remind you of your best selves so that you get a little bit more energy to overcome the stressful times and to find those points of connection again. My next tip for creating a great atmosphere at home with little kids is to opt for more neutral colors. There are so many color theories out there and there's a lot of science behind it, but a lot of people go for very bright primary colors or for just, just powerful colors. And honestly, of course, like all of these tips, it's all about your own taste and it's your decor and you should make it work for you. If you are so happy in a room full of sunshine yellow, then go for it. But most people respond with a little bit of a heightened sense of nervous system, you know, alert uh, to powerful colors. Strong colors like red and yellow are typically signals of something dangerous, both in our culture, like, you know, traffic signs, for example, um, but also in nature. They can sometimes signal something poisonous or, 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 you know, don't eat me, that kind of thing. And they can put 
us and certainly our children on higher alert. I find it really tragic that most children's toys are in the brightest of colors because it doesn't help them calm down and focus and play deeply. It actually can be, you know, we think it just attracts them and children love bright colors, but it's not, uh, in my opinion, the best design for kids. And I think if you want to create a good atmosphere at home, you want the type of atmosphere at home that you're in a place that soothes you, that calms you, that feels pampering to you, that feels um, really uh, like a place where you can relax and you can be yourself. And it's hard to relax in a bright, you know, place, right? And that includes colors. And so I would just consider opting for neutral colors. And then if you want that pop of color, like I said, you can do it through plants, you can do it through pieces of art or pictures or towels or just accents that then can be switched out. For myself, I know I'm really sensitive to colors in a room. And if I go into a room where there's too much bright colors, or even if I'm in a room of neutrals and there's like one very bright color that doesn't fit, it can be distracting for me and it can feel like it can feel off. And this is true for all the senses, right? We're all sensing creatures and you might feel very sensitive to smells or very sensitive to sounds um, or very sensitive to textures and the types of materials in the home. So just start to notice those things. And with colors, I would recommend opting for as much natural and neutral materials as possible. So materials like wood and glass and steel and, uh, you know, things that look like stone, um, that kind of thing is generally going to feel more calming and soothing. And then neutral colors that aren't, you know, powerfully calling out to you is going to create a more calming and soothing atmosphere. So this is also true when you're buying bins for toys, for example, that often brightly colored, um, or toys themselves and just really consider can I create a more cohesive more calm color palette uh, which allows for the pop of color here and there but isn't overwhelming generally speaking the next one is lighting and lighting is similar to colors in that it really influences our visual experience and if you have bright lights fluorescent lights led lights that are bluish um, those are going to create a very specific type of environment it's one of the reasons that why basement playrooms are often not the best environment for kids to play in or for you to hang out in we're not drawn to that kind of artificial lighting um, and all of us prefer natural light naturally. That's usually what humans feel best in. And it also has a lot of research backed up uh, showing the connection between natural light um, and feeling better. And fluorescent light, for example, increases depression, which is why it's so sad that all the schools are all fluorescent lights. Um, so just consider as much as possible, for example, removing dressings from windows, like overly dressed windows that are constantly shading the lights there and have as much light come in uh, from nature, from the windows as possible. Um, be in spaces in your home that have as much light as possible, as much of the time as possible and be outdoors as well. Um, but then when you do have lighting, just really consider making that lighting, uh, lighting that's warm, that's bright perhaps, but that's warm. And then think about how lights affect you, especially going into sleep. So going into sleep, you really wanna avoid things like blue lights, lights from screens. You can get screen blockers. Um, that will make them uh, more yellow toned so that they don't disrupt your melatonin uh, and make it harder for you and your children to fall asleep. You can get night lights. You can use Himalayan salt lamps. 
or any kind of lights that feel warmer and calmer. Um, just consider if you have a bright light that's shining in your face, you might not even notice, but that that is actually really influencing your mood. Uh, so if you wanna create a better atmosphere, think about lighting, maybe even candle lighting, right? Think about what you can do to create an atmosphere that's beautiful. Like uh, if you wanted to light a candle every night or some nights at bath time, for example, you're putting in ba the bath, you're using some great fragrance, maybe some essential oils and lighting a candle or a low lamp, think about the atmosphere that that creates. So even though you're still home with your kids and you still have to bathe them and you have all these to-do things, to-do lists, you're still making it pleasurable for you and enjoyable for your sensual experience. <laughs> The next one is beautiful objects. And I know this sounds a little bit obvious, you're trying to make an atmosphere at home, you would want beautiful objects, but I think many of us just kind of succumb to such a uh, utilitarian uh, approach when we have kids, just being super functional and not thinking about beautifying our spaces. And I think if you wanna create a, an atmosphere at home, even with young children that feels good to you, Think about the things that you're using and they don't have to be expensive and you don't have to go out and buy them. In fact, maybe decluttering is the thing you need to do. Take out the things that are ugly or that are offensive to you or that don't uh, feel beautiful to you. So beautiful things can be just sticks that you collect in the forest or stones or a bouquet of leaves or anything. Um, or they can be photos that you love, art that you love, crystals that you like, um, any any shelves or bowls or kitchen utensils or anything that you're using, try and choose things, even when they're very, very cheap or secondhand, try and choose things that look beautiful to you. Oftentimes when people have kids, they suddenly accept all the stuff in their house, right? Like these bright baby swings or crazy toys and a lot of it um, and all sorts of kitchen utensils that are very, um, I don't know, plastic and overwhelming and overly done. And I think it's important to realize that you're creating an atmosphere in your home with the items in it. So of course we all have some stuff, um, but you can really be choosy. You can really decide, no, I don't want that in my space. And it doesn't mean you have to spend a lot more money. In fact, you probably spend less by buying less and having less. Um, but really consider that each thing, each thing that you have up in your home, uh, a hook, right? A bowl, whatever it is, could be something that brings you joy and pleasure, could be something that you enjoy putting together and could be something that actually makes you feel like, I wanna escape, I wanna run away. So if you're making a salad or making oatmeal, putting it in just a simple but nice looking bowl that you enjoy rather than something that you don't enjoy makes a difference to that moment. And think about the moment to moment experience with your children, you're trying to set an atmosphere Put things around you, right? All of all of the tips are about putting things around you that feel good to you and that make it enjoyable, just really pleasurable for you. So what are some beautiful objects? Often we hide them behind cupboards. Often we save them for best. And I wanna say that makes sense because maybe they're breakable. Maybe the kids, you know, aren't gonna treat them well, but maybe there's a way of bringing them out on a shelf or teaching your kids to respect them or whatever it is, or just using them for yourself in the evening. Think about using good things that you have or re repurposing things that you like or creating little ritualistic corners, right? Like a tray with some candles on it or whatever. 
in accordance to your taste, in accordance to your budget, and probably things that you already have in your home. Shop in your home and set up spaces that feel beautiful to you or that display something that makes you smile, reminds you of something that you care about and brings up a, a fond memory, reminds you of your intentions, that type of thing. I know that there's this idea that we'll wait till the kids get older and then we'll replace everything and then we'll clean up. But you could have kid-friendly things that you that are wipeable, that are washable, that are not breakable, <laughs> that you can still enjoy even now. So one example for me is that I bought kid-friendly plates and bowls that are plastic, they are not breakable, but I really like them. I think they're beautiful and they don't bother me at all. In fact, I would choose to eat on them even if it wasn't kids. They're not bright garish colors, they're not just ugly plastic and they weren't expensive. And so the same thing applies for everything that you're getting, right? If it's food containers, um, if it's your laundry basket, it doesn't matter, just opt for objects that you don't find offensive because they're gonna be in your space and they are what's creating the atmosphere around you. And finally, I wanna talk about comfortable pieces in your home. So one of the things that sometimes we, we save on or sometimes we don't consider is really trying to make our bodies as comfortable as possible in our home. And that might sound a little bit funny because what does that even mean? But I'll give you an example is that I was, let's say, breastfeeding in my bed and I was sitting up and I was just putting my pillow behind me and it wasn't enough back support and I wasn't feeling very comfortable that way. And I decided to get a proper bolster for my back. And it made the whole difference. Like it made me getting in bed and nursing feel so much better, so much more comfortable, so much more fluid, and it was so worth the investment. Um, alternatively, you might have furniture that you hate sitting on, that you're not comfortable in. Maybe your office chair or um, a stool that you use or whatever it is doesn't work for you. If you think about it, this is a space you're spending your time, this is a space you're with your kids, how can you make it more comfortable? Maybe you need more shelves, maybe you need more hooks, maybe you need another storage case. So recently I added a whole bunch of shelves to my bathroom so that I could clear the surface, right? And not have anything on the surface and have all my makeup and creams and brushes and all that stuff in shelves uh, to the side. And we didn't have a lot of storage, so we actually really needed it. We're a bunch of people who use this bathroom and we needed more storage and it was so cheap. We did it ourselves and it made all the difference in the world to that space, right? Another example is that we didn't have enough hooks, right? The kids all put their coats up and our coat cupboard was overflowing. So we hang up a few more hooks there, right? Another example might be that we had towel hooks that our children couldn't reach. So we put up new towel hooks lower down where each child can put their towel back. And that just saves me having to put their towels back for them. It teaches them that independence, right? So what are those things? Maybe you wanna get a squatty potty for your toilet, or maybe you wanna get a yoga ball for your office uh, chair. These are all things that you can get relatively inexpensively or even secondhand, um, but invest in feeling good in your home. Invest in making it work for you, right? If you're noticing that there's a pile up of laundry always by the kitchen, 
then put a laundry basket there, one that looks nice to you, right? If you're noticing that there's a pile up of shoes by the front door, then put a shoe rack there or somewhere that you can contain the shoes so that there isn't that pile up, right? Make your home comfortable for you um, because the comfort, the physical comfort, the physical functionality is going to increase your sense of pleasure at home, increase your joy, decrease your overwhelm, and make just a great atmosphere of being in a space that really supports you and that really makes sense for you. Thanks for listening to The Parenting Junkie Show. If this was helpful for you, I would be so appreciative if you would subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Subscribing to the show means you'll get the bonus episodes that I only deliver here. And when you rate and review the show, it helps other parents find it. I'll be shouting out some of my favorite reviews in upcoming episodes and would love to spotlight you. And remember, keep on loving parenting and parenting from love. Namaste.